Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 193. We're starting the new rhythm. It's starting now. Training camps have started. We're a week into training camps, and the beat reporters, uh, beat reports are coming fast and furious. And if you're a Dynasty Freak, that means that you read the reports. You listen to the reports from the NFL Beat Writers Twitter account or from NBC Sports Edge. But you're also very careful to take everything with a grain of salt, knowing that this is a puff piece time of the year. Even so, Dynasty Freaks should pay attention to camp buzz and decide what reports kind of move the needle on the Dynasty value of players. And so over these next couple of weeks before we get to the season, I'm going to just write about different players and talk about different players that um, that I think the needle's moving, even up or down, or what things you should believe, what things you shouldn't. So I did my best to decipher the buzz in training camp during week one, and here I'm going to talk about 10 players receiving buzz and whether or not I'm buying the hype or not. So let's jump into these 10 players. First is Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Stevenson slimmed down to a lean 225 pounds. He's reportedly getting reps with the first team and is very active in the passing game for the Patriots. Um, some reporters believe that Stevenson will surpass Damian Harris in carries and touches this season. Harris had a fantastic year last year, but largely based on 15 touchdowns, but he wasn't really involved in the passing game. He had just 18 catches combined, barely over one per game. And the Patriots are missed their top pass catching back in James White last season after he was injured, and he's yet to return to the practice field, so they might be, might be giving Stevenson the work here to see if he can become a reliable pass catcher. And if he does... He really could pass Harris in the lineup, and the Patriots could even release James White if they needed to before the season starts. I'm not 100% convinced that Stevenson's going to surpass Harris, but I believe that they will share the load far more and far earlier this season. So I plan to look, you know, for a buy. I I traded away all of my shares of Harris uh, earlier this offseason except for one, and I plan to look for a buyer in that league. Maybe I could even sell him to the Stevenson manager trying to convince him that he could lock up the Patriots' crowded backfield. The real question, you know, from a dynasty perspective is which back is going to be the RB1 in 2023, because this is the last year of Harris's contract, and the Patriots uh, drafted two late-round running backs, but two that I think have a lot of potential in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, so I think they're going to move on in, from, Har- from uh, Harris for sure, and then try to see, that would be uh, Damian Harris, not Kevin Harris, who they drafted this year, and see what they can do uh, with Stevenson this year. I'm kind of buying the hype on this one just a bit. Next one would be Josh Jacobs. Uh, this one, I don't say it's necessarily training camp report. There, there has been some news that's come out. I feel like this is more of an off-season news than it is training camp news. But the Raiders, you know, hiring a new coaching staff and a new general manager just didn't bode well for the dynasty value of Josh Jacobs, um, who they did not draft. So new coach Josh McDaniels is also known to rotate running backs like he did often in New England. And Kenyon Drake has been far more effective in the passing game than Jacobs which is crazy because Jacob was an excellent passing downs back in college, but for some reason he's just not been featured in that kind of role in the NFL. The new coaching staff and GM uh, drafted a running back, Samir White, in the fourth round of this NFL draft. Uh, White missed the first few days of camp, but he's returned to practice at the end of the week. While White you know, had limited college production due to some injuries, 
and Georgia's kind of running back by committee approach that they have, he was a five-star recruit, you know, going into college, and he really could live up to that potential maybe in the NFL when he gets more of a chance here. Uh, Jacob's dynasty value has really declined since hiring the new coaching staff and drafting Zamir White, in my opinion. Um, and it's Wright's who has the most value here, that has the one that could actually rise significantly if he gets positive reports from camp and if he plays well during the preseason. Um, I have Zamir White on one roster already, and I'm going to be far more eager to draft him in my August draft that's starting actually tonight and in my September rookie draft that I have. <clears throat> much more eager to draft him than I was in May when all the other drafts that I took took place. Let's move to the receiver position. Uh, next guy that's getting some buzz is Romeo Dubs uh, with fellow rookie Christian Watson and longtime vet Sammy Watkins sidelined with injuries. Dubs has capitalized on his practice time, and the reporters have given him just glowing praise day after day in camp. I'm kind of believing the hype here on Dubs. I had him ranked higher than most dynasty analysts already. He's 26th overall in this class. But I've been unable to draft him in any of my leagues. Uh, so if camp reports keep trending in the positive direction, Dobbs and Watson, who remain sidelined, the gap between those two rookies is going to get closer and closer, I think. Uh, Watson's draft capital you know, by the, by the Packers is really going to make it hard for Dubbs to move ahead of him. Watson you know, uh, was drafted at 2.2 in the NFL draft, whereas Dubbs fell to the fourth round at 4.27. That said, Dubs was far more accomplished uh, wide receiver in college with his 225 receptions, 3,322 yards, and 25 touchdowns. Compare that with Watson, who only had 105 receptions, 2,139 yards, and 14 touchdowns. It's pretty close to almost doubling up on some of those stats. And I could see why you know Dubs is earning the praise of reporters, and he's getting the targets from Aaron Rodgers. Um, I need to move Dubs up just a little bit more in my rookie rankings for this next round of drafts that I have coming. I think he is now a second round pick in rookie drafts if you still have some that remain. Next player is getting some buzz is Devontae Parker. Uh, Parker's received praise from the Patriots beat reporters as the primary red zone target for Mac Jones. Almost every day I receive a tweet notification from the NFL beat writers that I follow saying, uh, Parker caught another touchdown pass and he got another touchdown pass. And I'm confident that Parker will not only become Jones' top red zone target, but he's gonna become his most targeted player on the team this season. It was long ago, it really was long ago, but Parker was my second-ranked rookie way back in the 2015 class, just behind Amari Cooper. He's definitely not lived up to his NFL or Dynasty draft capital, but I believe that he can have the best year of his career, uh, even though he's 29 right now. Given his age, you know, I wouldn't pay the farm to get him, but I'm going to make a couple trade offers this week for Parker. I only have him rostered in, uh, I think, three of my leagues right now, and I want more shares of Parker than I currently do. Next player would be uh, Isaiah McKenzie. I had Isaiah McKenzie on the back end of my rosters last season after he had a few explosive games. But then this offseason, when the Bills signed Jamison Crowder, uh, when they uh, I dropped I dropped Isaiah McKenzie uh, for most of my rosters at, at that point, even though the Bills extended the contract his contract during the offseason and didn't re-sign Cole uh, Beasley. But then the Bills made it even worse by drafting Khalil Shakir in the fifth round making McKenzie's dynasty value even more suspect in my eyes. But here we are. If training camps mean anything, McKenzie has uh, set Crowder and Shakir to the side, even though Shakir's been getting some good buzz as well. It doesn't compare with the buzz that McKenzie's been getting. He really could become a valuable swap position, which really has been a very valuable position in Buffalo. Cole Beasley was a very steady wide receiver, particularly in PPR leagues the last three seasons. Uh, I know I had him in several leagues and started him just every week, just you know collecting those PPR points. McKenzie could do the same, if not better, but given he's far more fast than Beasley was. 
I still want to see what Crowder can do if he comes back from this injury. See if he'll kind of compete or push for some playing time ahead of McKenzie, given this much greater experience. But with each new day and each glowing camp report, I believe Crowder may not even make the final roster cut. That's very possible. I happily picked up McKenzie off the waiver wire in two leagues where he was on the waiver wire this last week. And I hope that come roster cut time, one of the more less knowledgeable managers will cut him. And uh, maybe I can pick him up week one after waivers. That is, if he doesn't have a very big uh, week one. Next player that's been getting a lot of buzz, probably a second next to Isaiah McKenzie as far as I've as far as I've seen, would be Wondell Robinson. The only player, like I said, that's been getting more than him has been Robinson. He's reportedly the unanimous standout in camp and is used in the running and the passing games they're already using him in camp. Uh, like the Raiders, the Giants have a new GM and coaching staff, so they're not wedded to Kadarius Toney or to Kenny Galladay, who the Giants both drafted and re-signed respectively, or signed respectively in free agency last year. Robinson was their pick, and it was an aggressive pick in the second round, and if training camp reports are accurate, they plan to get him the ball. I had Robinson ranked number 19 in this rookie class last May when most of my drafts took place, but I really need to consider moving him up after this glowing camp reports, and they keep coming out. Uh, he's got the two-way ability to carve out kind of a Debo Samuel kind of role, even though he's not near, don't get me wrong, he's not near the quality. He's, in fact, he's 30 pounds lighter than Debo Samuel. Uh, but he had 141 rushes in college to go with 195 receptions, so he's taken on a dual-threat role before. Uh, Dayball didn't have a player like this when he was the OC in Buffalo, so that makes me a little less confident that he's going to do it in New York. But he also didn't have a player like this, you know, someone this versatile in Buffalo, uh, maybe other than the aforementioned uh, McKenzie. Questions aside, um, I'm starting to buy the hype a little bit here, and I think I will be moving Robinson up a little bit more if these uh, training camp reports continue to trickle in like this. Next player getting some buzz is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, like I had talked about on last week's podcast, training camp battles that I'm most interested in following. Um, I ended the article by mentioning Kansas Kansas, uh, Kansas City as the team that, you know, minus Travis Kelsey and didn't know what to think about everyone. It's definitely early in camp, but Juju's getting most of the buzz so far. Uh, he's the most accomplished of all the receivers now with the, uh, I'll call them the Tyreek Hill-less receiving course that they have. Um, so it's not surprising that he's leading the way early in camp. Uh, Juju has a chance to become the second most high, you know, targeted receiver by Patrick Mahomes, which could cause anyone's dynasty stock to roar back close to, you know, the peak of his second year that he had in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's going to rise that high ever again, but he is going to rise, I think, given these training camp reports. Uh, I traded him away in most of the leagues that I had him, honestly, uh, but I did inherit him in a recent orphan team, so I'm really excited to have him on one more of my rosters here just to see if his dynasty value is going to start to creep back up again. Uh, I wish that he demonstrated a little bit more of a commitment to playing football, aside from all of this you know, social media stuff that he does. But I'm willing to give him a second chance in Kansas City. If these good reports keep coming out, I'm going to be glad that I have him at least on one roster. Next, a uh, couple players to mention, uh, George Pickens. It's not a surprise, but Pickens is not only running with the first team in three receiver sets, but he's also making great play after great play at camp. Pickens was already my ninth-ranked rookie in, in May, uh, ahead of Sky Moore and Christian Watson, who most analysts uh, and dynasty managers ranked ahead of Pickens. So I've already had Pickens hot, ranked higher, and this just confirms it. Uh, only once in my drafts that I've had so far did Pickens get drafted ahead of Moore and Watson. I went back to look at that and see if that was true. I couldn't believe it was only in one draft that that took place. Now that seems really hard to believe. In my opinion, Pickers, Pickens really is the wide receiver for one of the future for Pittsburgh, so his dynasty sock you know, should stay high right now. Uh, the glowing camp reports uh, come as no surprise to me. 
uh, he'll do well this year and even get better next year when the Steelers let uh, Deontay Johnson go in free agency and give Kenny Pickett time to develop as a starting quarterback in the NFL. The only reason why I haven't drafted Pickens in any of my leagues, which is kind of sad now, is because I'm still so high on Chris Olave and Jahan Dotson. I have them ranked just ahead of him in my rankings, and so I keep getting those guys before I get Pickens. I think I'm going to move Pickens ahead of Jamison Williams, who I have ahead of him right now, and so now Pickens is going to move up to be my number eight ranked rookie, uh, just behind Olave and Dotson. Speaking of them, the next two players I'll talk about, Jahan Dotson and Chris Olave, it's no surprise to me that they've been getting you know good buzz during training camp. Uh, they lack the prototypical size of an NFL starting wide receiver, but they win with their superior route running and their great hands. They remind me most of a guy that I just talked about, Deontay Johnson, who you know had a stellar start to his career in Pittsburgh by winning in the same way that Dotson and Alave win, by running great routes. Only Alave and Dotson aren't going to struggle with drop passes like Deontay Johnson has over his start of his early early start to his career. I've already talked about Alave and Dotson enough. You know, see my most rostered players article, which is going to increase now because I've got another draft that starts tonight. And I'm pick number five, which means I'm probably going to get Alave or Dotson. That's what's going to happen. And I'm going to get another share of uh, those guys. So I'll spare you the time, but no, I'll take a little victory lap here and say, I told you so. These were two guys that I've been high on from the start. And finally, we'll round it out with one tight end, uh, Hayden Hurst. Hurst, you know, never lived up to his first round NFL draft capital you know, being drafted in the first round by the Ravens, but he finds himself on his third team in Cincinnati with a wide-open chance to have a breakout year. He's definitely the unquestioned starter for the Bengals, and they do have a high-octane offense, you know, led by Joe Burrow. C.J. Uzama had some, uh, a couple of incredibly fantastic fantasy games last season, but he was completely unreliable as a fantasy starter week-to-week for Cincinnati. Uh, he just had a couple of massive blow-up games, and that was it. Um, even though the hype is building a bit around Hurst during training camp, I'm still concerned that his target share in this offense is just going to be too small to make a really great impact to make him be a reliable starter in fantasy. Uh, he's available on waiver wires in a few of my dynasty leagues. I went back and looked, and um, I didn't, didn't even wasn't even tempted to add him, even though these reports have been pretty positive. I'm sure that he's going to help the Bengals as a team, but I just don't think that he's going to have the ability to help dynasty teams. But there are a lot of great reports that are coming out about him, so I wanted to talk about him and get him on your radar. Because you might disagree with me. You might think that he's someone worth grabbing. If so, he's available on some waiver wires right now. All right. That's week number one. It's getting fun. we got a Hall of Fame game here in a few days. I hope that you're enjoying this part of the season. It's one of the best parts of the Dynasty season for sure. That's a wrap this week, uh, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. At gmail.com, I'm much better on email than Twitter, so please email me. I'd be honored to communicate with you and talk to you about your teams and even just share some of your excitement about this part of the season. I'd also be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me as a little independent podcaster. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.